Good evening and welcome to another edition of Rev. My name is Lori Enright and we are so excited that you've joined us for the next 30 minutes. At any time, if you have any questions you'd like for us to answer, send us a quick email to rev, R-E-V, at eaglecountryonline.com. Special thanks to Mark Kreimer and our friends at Kreimer's Beer House for making the show possible. Visit the Beer House for lunch or dinner seven days a week on State Route 128 in Cleves. David Vaughn here. Welcome to another edition of Rev, where we rev up your week and hopefully revolutionize your life. Give you a little pick-me-up on a Sunday night heading into what might be a hectic work week or a school week. Lori, it is December. Can you believe it? It's wild. You ready? The year has flown by. Uh, no. 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 And you had a good Thanksgiving? Good Thanksgiving. Yes. Yeah. Happy yeah. to hear that. Did you? Uh, yes. Ate too much. You were prepping before. I was, but don't tell anybody. I'm trying to <laughs> trying to keep that on the download. But, uh, you know, December's here. I mean, colder weather. Christmas is coming. I'm sure you're very organized. Got all your shopping done. Have you? No? I've been trying to figure out how to simplify the Christmas shopping process. Because every year I try to make it simpler, and it seems like it gets harder and more stressful. Interesting. I wonder who has the answer to that. I don't know. Maybe we could make that one of our shows here before the month's over. I think people are highly stressed around this time of year because they want the perfect Christmas. Some of y'all thought you had the perfect Thanksgiving until your family showed up. (laughs) And and then then it got awry. That's what happened. But anyway, we love it uh, that you're tuning in tonight and uh, spending just a few quality minutes with us. I hope you stick on the air for the show that follows ours, Rock Solid Families. I hear it's going really good. Rock Solid Radio. Yeah, they're introducing some of their first guests now, and I think oh, they're yeah? really getting into their groove. We'll have to talk to them. You know, they haven't asked me to be a guest. I, I like I to help launch their show. Me too. And, you know, what am I now? You know, David who? Yeah. You know, but, man, we're, we're cheering on Linda and Merle, and I hope it'll go well, and that's great. And we uh, obviously are uh, very thankful. Speaking of Thanksgiving past, we're thankful for Mark Kreimer. And Crimer's Beer House for sponsoring our show every week, really every year now. And uh, so uh, Mark has had some has some good specials down there. And I think people, um, if it's not too late, call them because they have that great event center in the basement where you yes. might be able to book a, a company party or yes. a family party. Yeah, I've been down there. Cards, buy some gift cards for people. That would be a good. Cri- See, that would simplify your Christmas. Yeah, mm-hmm. for Lori and I, we take yeah. Starbucks. We take crimers. We take yep. just about anything. It's free. <laughs> you know, it's great. But I go buy crimers. I see all the signs. I read the specials. I don't eat quite as much as I used to there uh, for a lot of reasons. It's not because the food's not good. Because I'm telling you, you'll enjoy it, and it's nice. And they got some good stuff happening there. But we're appreciative of Mark. He's a blessing to us as well. But anyway, we are glad you're here. And from time to time, we have a guest on uh, that uh, I think has some Things to say that might inspire you, might you might sync with or resonate with out here in Eagle Country. Uh, we do hear from you occasionally. If somebody wanted to send us an email or question, how would they do that, Miss Lori? They could always uh, email us, rev at eaglecountryonline.com. They can call us, send us a Facebook message. Yeah. Pretty easy to access people these days. Yeah. So we kind of have our pulse on what's going on in people's life. And from time to time, we'll have somebody in who can kind of maybe speak to some of you in Eagle Country. Now, I am a big country music guy. I got like blue collar roots. I know I act white collar every once in a while, but I seldom have on a tie 
it's usually always blue jeans. When I got on a suit, I can't wait to get out of it. And uh, so we got a guy who's our guest, Mr. Tom Stone, who I bet, uh, has a lot going on. I bet a lot of people know this gentleman because it only took me like a minute of talking to him before this to realize we have a lot in common. Is it so. that something? So yeah. you all know people. That know people. Yep. Right? Yep. And now so, we know each other. Tom, welcome to the show here. Thank you. Glad you're here. David. I'm yeah. blessed to be asked to be here. Yeah. And uh, it's uh, going to be a good conversation, I'm sure. I have no <laughs> doubt. I don't know where it's going to go. That always worries me. Tom and I have the gift of gab. We can go lots of places, but you got quite a history here in Eagle Country area, right? Between... Indiana, Ohio here, Kentucky. G- give us a little history of the Stone family and farm. I mean, you got you're like a Renaissance guy. Cuz right you done you got you've done a little banking. You done a little of everything. Have you been a preacher? I have preached a couple of sermons. See, that's and, what I'm uh, saying. Since they didn't ask me back, I assume that it's better than I'm doing what I'm doing. Yeah, he's done everything. Now you're on Rev, your resume is complete. I it doesn't get any better than this, that's for sure. Tell us a little bit about your history for those who don't know Tom Stone. Well, it's hard for me to do the Cliffs Notes version of anything, but yes. I'll try. I'm a multi-generation farmer. That's my always been my primary business. Very blessed to be involved in farming. It uh, is a, cra- a great occupation. And my granddad, my great-granddad were involved in it. Yeah. Moved to the area. Moved to the area back in the late 1800s. Bought wow. a farm in... Uh, West Harrison, yeah, <clears throat> in uh, 1908. 1908. And so wow. then my my granddad, my great granddad, my granddad, my dad farmed it, and then I continued to farm it. And in fact, I live in the house my grandfather built in 1915. Of course, yeah. it's been renovated. We actually sure. have toilets in there. Yeah, now. indoor plumbing so, now. Yeah, <clears throat> we're good to go. So multi generational farming, and uh, so there's like so many lessons just from that. Would you not agree that God has taught you over the years? Well, the unique thing, um, <clears throat> excuse me, in reading the Bible, uh, so many stories that relate to agriculture mm-hmm. uh, because it was an agrarian society. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the stories that Jesus tells, and it, uh, it's so unique because, and it strikes so well with me. Uh, I know we've talked about in the past and giving and capital campaigns, and uh, yeah. I do love my church here at Whitewater Crossing. And, Tell us more, Tom. Amen. And I do, Tell us more. I have been very blessed <clears throat> to be here. I have learned so much. I grew up a Christian, uh, baptized when I was nine or ten years mm-hmm. of age. Uh, of course, uh, the other side of that is you do fall from grace once in a while, sure. and the blessing is redemption and forgiveness, and uh, to be here at Whitewater Crossing, there's so many wonderful things that have occurred. And the story specific to farming, the farm story is, uh, and I shared this at a capital campaign when David was fleecing us again. And, uh, that's, that's, <laughs> Don't let that's, 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 that's a farm that's term. A, that's a farming term. That's a farm term, term yeah. fleecing. I think people think I do that all the time. <laughs> and uh, I, the verse, you just talk, spoke to it recently uh, in church, and it's on... Uh, Giving, uh, being a cheerful giver. Yes. And um, the uh, verse in, partic- in particular, Second Corinthians 9, verse 6 and 7, when you look at what you have and what's been afforded to you and what God gives you and the blessings that through my family, through what I've been able to do, besides the farming, I've had a canoe rental, I have uh, 
had a fleet of school buses. I've had a bed and breakfast. I've done uh, farm sales. We had a farm market for years. And uh, that? then uh, I was going to ask about that. <laughs> <laughs> I also uh, you were farm to table before it was popular. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> the uh, and then of course the banking situation. My grandfather started. My granddad started a bank in 1929 of all years, wow. June of 1929. Then you know what happened oh, in October yeah. of 1929. Yeah. But uh, wow. it did well. It was a wonderful local bank, and uh, he was a director for years. My dad was a director. And nepo- thank goodness for nepotism, because <laughs> I would have no other reason to be invited to be a banker. Oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> so I was involved in that from 1986 on. We had some difficulties at one point in the early 90s, and uh, we had to let go of the current president. And for some strange reason, the other directors who, of course, all local men, turned to me and said, Tom, would you mind being interim president and CEO? Mm -hmm. And, of course, because of my connection, um, I I had worked at the bank in the 70s, so I had some experience. And business is business, whether yes. it's whether it's farming or, or whatever that you're involved in. Business is business. You treat your people well. True. You what's the what's the term you use? You you uh, deliver more than than what's expected. Undersell and over deliver. Uh, undersell mm-hmm. and over deliver. Yes. And, and that's kind of been the philosophy. So I was blessed to be involved in that. And then of course because my family was dedicated, uh, my granddad. It was qu- quite interesting. I just heard a story few years ago, and somebody said, oh, your, uh, your granddad was Arthur Stone. I said, yes. He said, well, he said, here's something interesting. I know somebody came to the bank when the bank was started. It was just for a small amount of money. They couldn't get a loan, hmm. and they were told to go out and see Doc Stone out 52, and he would probably help them out. Now, that's a neat story for me because I'm sure my granddad did help them out. Hmm. And I had uh, I knew he was generous, and I knew he— yeah. uh, He modeled that for you. Yes. Sound like the reason you're able to be generous, and I know that you are in many ways, financially and relationally and spiritually. Uh, sounds like you got a little bit of that from your parents yes, and I did. your grandparents. I certainly did. I've always been conservative, but I'd, I've always wanted to help. Uh, in any yeah. way that I could. And of course, church being a natural extension of it, and um, again, being involved, involved at Whitewater Crossing. And after uh, our fine preacher, David, uh, I felt like I was sitting there after I first started. We had been involved in another church, and, and some things happened that were unfortunate. And so we became a little skeptical. Yeah. So we kind of said, we're, we're just going to set back, even though I was very involved in that church. We just wanted to set back and take life easy and so forth. And this doggone preacher David, he kept yeah. What he about kept that looking, guy? He kept looking. He kept looking my way and said, "You know, we need more volunteers. You know, if you're just sitting there and you're filling a seat, you're not doing what you're. You know, and I was giving money and I was doing. You know, I was smiling at people. Yeah. And I was being. I was being a quote unquote good Christian. Yeah. But for some reason, David kept looking at me, and I know he was looking at me. <laughs> and after I don't know how many. Weeks or months or years, I finally caved. And so I came in to volunteer. And guess what I get to do? I get to clean the floors. Now, they didn't tell me when I started cleaning the floors that the footprint of the current church was 40% of what we ultimately would be. So when I have to— Undersell, over-deliver. When I have to grid search all this—now, the blessing is 
they have found somebody else to alternate months with me. So I come in and I clean floors. The toughest part is cleaning the uh, chewing gum or I'll hard bet. candy off the carpeting. I'll bet. And there are times, and of course you're by yourself, which is neat because when you're by yourself, you hear God. And to the, the thing that struck me the most was at one point when I was down on my knees cleaning up something, um, you realize what it means to you to be on your knees, uh, the, the humbling experience of being there. And then it, it, it fills you with the thought that, oh, you know, why are these people so sloppy? Why do they have to spill things everywhere? And then it's it messy dawns Christians. On you. Well, but then it dawns on be you more that careful now. if you didn't have something to clean up, there right. wouldn't have been the people here to make the mess. That's right. So you have to understand that the blessing is you get to clean up people who are being served at church and being saved, whatever the case might be. It's just, it's incredible There's stuff. There's like a verse about that. I'll look it up, but it's, yeah. it's, it's in the Old Testament. It talks about how when, when the stable is full, the oxen are, are present. It it's, it's really means that it's a blessing. To, have, to be able to clean up messes because that means you're alive, growing, and functioning. See, there you go. Talking about oxen. And again, farm-related. Farm-related. Story. It goes on and on. So you got horses too, correct? Have horses. Yes, you we do. You and your wife, yes. yes. We started a horse boarding barn, uh, among other things that we've been in, involved in. Uh, you know, I just... There's a lot of stuff, I, man. I got nothing else to do, you know, other than praise God. You're not so. bored. Uh, no, no. I've been hit with a few boards, but I'm not bored. <laughs> Um, but just, you know, the thought, the, the process of being involved with the church and something unique happened to me not too long ago. Um, besides being involved, very involved in this church, my wife and I, we traveled up to northern Ohio to Amish country. And David, yes. we've shared this. And the minister from up there has been down here and, and visited. And, and uh, I was up there the other day, and, and something very unique occurred. We're doing something up there very specific. And... I was sharing the story of here, of how blessed I am here and how great the people. Oh, besides besides cleaning carpet, I get to greet at the door, oh, the poor people that come through my door. Sometimes and then too, I get to the you? wave the stick at people and tell them where to go. Oh, I love telling people where to go, just like you do. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. You know, Tom and our crew are outside when it's cold, inclement weather, hot. Yeah. They're, they're cheery. Thank you. Because yes. I always think, I don't know about that, being <laughs> well, the we, parking we're, director. We're always accepting more, more volunteers. <laughs> I, I am <laughs> sure. Anytime you want to, you know, I'll even let you wear my rain outfit. And my I can see it. My no, suit. I can see it. So um, anyway, so I'm at this other situ this other church, and I had, was sharing about being on your knees when you really are humbled. And I looked up, and on a ledge was a little plaque. And I couldn't believe the timing, but I do believe the timing because I'm a believer. And the sign said, God loves knee mail. Knee mail. How about that? And I thought that was so appropriate huh. for what I was going through at the time, knee what mail. has happened here. But it's, uh, like I said, it's, it's been a blessing to be involved. Um, so many wonderful things have happened to me that you look at, and I don't know how people... I don't know how people exist without faith. Hmm. Hmm. Um, Sometimes I, it feels God's not there, but he really is. And it, um, well, it, it depends on and any situation you want to choose. Um, I asked a friend of mine one time, he's my cousin, I said, you know, I, I think my mom named me appropriately, the name Thomas, you know, Doubting Thomas. I'm always questioning things. And so I said to my friend, this was about four or five years ago, even though I'm a believer, you still question. 
And so I said to him, I said, Bob, I said, what, do you believe in Jesus? He said, I do, do you believe in Jesus? And he said, yes. He said, why do you believe in Jesus? He said, well, it's very simple for me. He said, my wife and I, he owned a radio station. We worked, we worked five, six, seven years without a vacation. We finally took a vacation, we go to the beach. We love the beach. My wife can't see without her glasses. So we go, we set up on the beach. And um, I'm there putting the chair together and so forth. And she's so anxious to go walk, walk out in the water. She walks out, forgets she has her glasses on. Oh. So she walks in, she turns around and a wave hits and um, all of a sudden her glasses are knocked off. No. And there she stands, she can't see. She's hollering for her husband to come yes. over because she's totally blind in the water. He says, I walked out and I said, Sandy, what's the problem? He explained, he says, I took her back to the chair, walked her all the way back, maybe a hundred feet back to the chair. He said, I said a prayer, I walked out into the ocean. He said, I stood there about waist deep and I said, Jesus, I said, I, my, you know my wife and I are faithful. We never, we haven't had a vacation. We really need this time. We're not gonna be able to, she's not gonna be able to see for the entire rest of the vacation. He said, you would not believe what happened. He said, my hands were in the water and those glasses came into my hands. No. uh Uh-huh. He says, Tom, he said, I never doubt it again. And that was it. That was it. And I've had things like I, I lost a wallet and I was farming, I was spraying, and I do no-till. So we call it, we call it uh, dirty or ugly farming because you, you just spray the weeds and then let them deteriorate and plant mm-hmm. over the top of them the next year. So you, you lose anything in the field. It's not like a nice plowed field where you drop something, you can see it. So I had lost a wallet. This was about six or seven years ago. And I called my wife, I was at another location, and I said, Kim, please go upstairs and see if my wallet's up on my dresser. And no, it wasn't there. So I was starting to panic at that point because I have, you know, what you have in your wallet. Stuff's in there. And and it was very busy. It was springtime with all the planning. I'm I'm, I'm always wired at planning. I'm always wired anyway, but particularly at planning time. You may have noticed that. And so anyway, um, I... uh, I just, I, I walked out of the building from where I, I had made the phone call and I walked toward my tractor and I said, you know, I said, Lord, you know, I I know that other neat things have happened with prayer. I've never been one. I had a friend, a cousin who used to pray for socks. Socks. Yeah, socks and other objects. And I'm thinking, you know, isn't God a little too busy to worry about <laughs> for finding, this little thing. For yeah. finding socks? When I thought, yeah. but why not? I, I don't like to bother people, so sure. okay, fine. So I'm going to pray. I said, Dear Jesus, you know, I, it's, it's very stressful right now. Things are going on and other business I'm working on. Please help me find that, that wallet. I get on my tractor. I pull out the driveway, pull off of a county road out onto State Route 46. Now, I had been on 50 acres. Kim says, says to me, she says, well, I know you were back behind the house. You want to start walking the fields? I said, Kim, thank yeah. you, but that a brown acres. wallet, yeah. you, would, you would never find it. Yes. So I pulled out on the field. I looked down State Route 46, a very, you know, a state highway, and I see this little lump in the middle of the, the roadway, and I'm thinking, Jesus, it can't be. So I turned around. It was the length of a football field from me. Turned around, drove down there, and guess what was laying in the middle of that road for me to find? For you to find. It was that wallet. It just blew me away. And again, you know, just, and that's just. Little nuggets, uh, reminders. Just one of many things. Um, And you, and lots of times, and I guess if you don't have faith 
it's it's uh, either luck or it's meant to be or whatever the case might be. But I I know that it's by faith. I know that we receive. Now I don't get everything that I pray for. I'm not suggesting yeah, I've that. I've noticed that too. <laughs> That's true for it's me. Just, yep, it's I just, bet that's true for Lori. She and I pray about stuff that so, doesn't um, always happen. And uh, what lessons beyond that might you? Somebody's listening in Eagle Country, Tom. They they might be on their tractor right now. They're 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 farmer. They they're country. They uh, they think, wow, what are the lessons that I could learn from Tom's testimony and Tom's story uh, over a career of dealing with people. Whether you had on a tie or whether you have on bibbed overall, some principles are the same, are they not? So what are some other truths that you have learned that you've held on to in your career? Well, I think a lot of what I went through, I taught clog dancing. And uh, for those who know what clog dancing is. I swear to you, he's done everything there is to do. <laughs> and um, called square dances. I called square dances here at the church a couple of times. I love doing that. It is cool. I've been to one or two of those. And um, I had a bit of problem with arrogance, narcissism. I've been mm. told that in the past. And I have had uh, interesting, that part of the fall from grace. I think that that happens when you get a little bit full of yourself. And it doesn't mm. matter what you're doing, mm. whether you're in the what I just talked about or just a farmer. I, I There are farmers who they uh, think they're the greatest farmer in the world. And sometimes there, there's going to be a price to pay for that. And what I've learned is that uh, humility, coming to Jesus, uh, praying, dropping on your knees in the middle of the field, I've done more than once. Sometimes you need it to rain. <laughs> yeah. Boy, re- farmers love rain, don't they? And uh, sometimes, like we all know, Jesus, again, as we said earlier, doesn't always say yes. He says maybe. He says yes. Yes. when you need it. And but and the weird thing, so what I've gotten, what I, I have gotten from that over the time and to share with other people is the patience, the yeah. humility, um, the repentance. It's all part of what our faith is, and if you, I guess we all know people with addictions, and you always wonder why they can't get to God and get away from those addictions. Uh, I guess we all have a little, we all have an addiction in one way or the other, and I've always seen it that, uh, what can I do in my brain to fix that? Mm. And the most incredible fix of all is Jesus. Now. I come in here to get pumped up on Sundays, and I love it. I'm there. I I just I'm absorbed by the music, and sometimes David even has a good sermon. Everyone's just in a while. kidding. No, he always has a great. Keeps sermon. me humble too. And the other ministers, and the people that are here, the people who thank me for serving, mm. the joy. Um, it's just such a such a joy. To, I talked to Georgie. Yeah, she got special. down on my knees in front of her. She, she sits right across the aisle yeah. from me, and what a special person she is! The people that are here just build you up. Now, you have to receive that, yeah. and you can ignore it, and you can be a downer all the time. And what happens, even in my situation where I get so pumped up, when you walk out the door, you still walk into the real world. What do you do? And it becomes ugly, and it becomes troublesome, and I fall from where I was when I was here on Sunday morning, but I work harder and harder at that now, and all I can say to people is, give it to God, believe, 
and uh, your faith will carry you. It really will. But find your faith. And Sunday, like, that's the advantage of coming on Sunday and gathering. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when you miss a Sunday, you're really missing some fuel in your tank. Yes. And uh, sometimes the devil talks you into missing another one and another mm-hmm. one and another. Before you know it, you're way off the farm. And that's, and that's you know? why I love the volunteering. Yeah. I get here during the week. Uh, I know the, the groups, the people come uh, and, and do that, and we've participated in that over the, over the years. It's just very important to get, get here as often as you can because this is this not that God isn't, Jesus isn't everywhere, or the Spirit isn't everywhere, but God's house is a special place. It is. All right, I got a question for you, last question. I always wanted to ask a farmer this. Is the farmer's almanac... Right? Is that like right up there with the Bible? I've heard some farmers like swear by, plant by, or is it like a, you know, urban legend? Is it is it humor? What what do you give me your spin on the farmer's almanac? You don't have a vested interest in that, do you? Oh no, sir. Okay. I, uh, well, give me your un, un, your very unsubjective opinion. I'm, I'm, uh, my situation is that I trust in God. That is a book written by. Somebody who's not God. Yes. And therefore, the guesstimates, the the way they present the book, I have only looked through it twice in, oh, okay. my, in my lifetime. But I know that some people swear by it. They do. <laughs> and people will ask me, well, Tom, what's the weather, you know, is it going to rain tomorrow? What's the weather going to be like tomorrow? And you know what I tell them? I said, I'll tell you the day after. Y- yes, because that's when you know. In Cincinnati especially, isn't it? Because we know how accurate the weatherman is <laughs> and uh, the... Farmer's Almanac is uh, uh, that's written and published, you know, a long time before. <laughs> a long time before. Well, that's, I, I have good jokes in there, but <laughs> well, speaking of jokes, uh, I heard about it, and we'll we'll say he was a farmer. That'll work. How about that? Say so this guy was a farmer, and he had a lot of money. Uh, he's farmers well, like they Tom. Do. They all got money, you know. He had a lot of money, but he's kind of mean, curmudgeon kind of guy. So he told his wife, hey, listen, when I do die, and he's on his deathbed, I'm going to take all my money, put it in a sack, tie it up in the rafters, and when I die and go up to heaven, I'm going to grab it on the way up because I need that money up there. So he died. She tied it up uh, there, and, uh, you know, she was really nervous about going up in the attic because, she, you know, is it going to be there? Is it not? And so finally, after a few days, she built up the nerve and went up to the attic to see if it was still there. It was. Of course, you can't take it with you. No U-Hauls behind the hearse. She said, I knew I should have tied that thing in the basement because he was going the other way. <laughs> that's what she said. So I don't know if that's true or not. Uh, but uh, I, uh, I do know that you should enjoy your wealth now. And the Bible does talk about send, uh, laying up treasures in heaven, sending your wealth on ahead. You won't grab it up or down. But uh, I'm telling you, Tom has been a good model of that. Kim, his wife, and very generous and very positive. It's really nice, Lori. I mean, you know this, too to have positive uh, people who are church members who are encouraging and supportive. Not not yes people. They're not blind uh, disciples who are loyal just to a person. The person their loyalty is Jesus. But, boy, it makes all the difference in the world for pastors to have a solid people like both of you who are cheering us on, encouraging us. I'm thankful that I, I don't have a perfect church, but I don't have a high-maintenance church. I mean, we have occasionally some high-maintenance people. You know who you are. Uh, but that may it be true in every church. 
so this is a special church, but I'm really grateful to be the pastor of this uh, church and grateful that you uh, tune in when you do here in Eagle Country. And uh, I hope you have a great month, Lori, and I'll be back next week. Maybe we should unpack uh, some things about how to have a stress-free holiday season because I, I can tell. that's a great idea. Uh, let's, let's remember that. Can you remember that? Tom will remind us if if he's You're not. Right. But you may see Tom Stone around. His he he is diversified. That's all I'm going to tell you. He's here and there and everywhere. But if you really want to see him, come to Whitewater on a Sunday, 9:30, We have uh, uh, wonderful children's activities. Great coffee. You'll see Tom smiling. And since you direct traffic, we don't we have the parking spaces for new. People oh, yes. their first time visit, so first you might time, it first, might be Tom directing you into absolutely. a special parking first space. First time family, we love it. We yeah, love it. we'll even hold an umbrella for you to. That's if, exactly if right. It's raining. To, to you get turn there. on your blinkers; they'll escort you, guide you right to a a, a, a prime spot, get mm-hmm. you in, and. Now I have, so I've been going for five years, but I never did that. So do I get to like? Do you get one time to like have the VI? Can I just pretend it's my like first time? Like the VIP experience. The, I want a rainy we, day. We will over deliver. I'll get two umbrellas for you. <laughs> okay. How about that? <laughs> and Christmas Eve will be here before you know it. I hope you will come out and visit us at Whitewater, four o'clock or six o'clock on Christmas Eve. Uh, and we are gearing up for our biggest and our greatest Christmas Eve services yet. Be a great time for you to come. But anyway, we, we want to thank you. We want to thank again Mark Kramer for sponsoring our show. We want to thank Tom for uh, being here and uh, sharing his wisdom. I'm, he's got like five other shows left in him, I know. But uh, anyway, Lori and I are grateful for you, and we hope that you have a good week, a good month, <clears throat> a good holiday season. So we will talk to you next time. And uh, this is David and Lori signing off from your hometown radio station, Eagle Country 99.3. Thank you so much for joining us tonight on Rev. David and I pray that this show has revved up your life, your faith, and your work week. Find out more about Sunday service times, youth programs, and how to plan your visit to Whitewater Crossing at whitewatercrossing.org and click on the New Here tab. Our show is blessed by Crimer's Beer House on State Route 128 in Cleves. I'm Lori Enright. Please join us next Sunday at 7 p.m. for Rev with Pastor David Vaughn, only on your hometown radio station, Eagle Country 99.3.